Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 321. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, I, I think in looking at it, and again, that, that, that was the decision. Was Alabama or Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And, and the committee voted uh, Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. Yeah, yeah. With hey, John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103. Seven the buzz. Just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Hold up, sit hold up, down. Hold up, hold up, hold up, be humble. Hold up, sit down. Be humble. Hold up, hold up, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. And welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it is Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. So everything that happened over the sports weekend, let's get your reactions to it. You can call or text in here on Out of Bounds. It's the same number it's always been, 501-661-1037. You can get after us in the newly named live fan feedback of the Gangster Museum of America and Hattery live fan feedback. So after me on Twitter, Buzz, John Neighbors, and today, loaded show. So we're going to have uh, Chris Gordy join us in the 2 o'clock hour, Sports 90 down there in Houston. Talk a little bit about college football in the playoff. L. Ellis, Razorback guard, will be joining us. Thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance, in the 3 o'clock hour as Arkansas took care of business against Duke last week. And also uh, we're having Furman tonight uh, in Bud Walton Arena. So we look forward to catching up with him and talking about all of that too. So uh, going to have a lot to get to is with best of worst of the weekend as well. But uh, it's good to be back. Uh, did I miss anything, Joe? While I was gone. Any big news? Something crazy happened at all last week? Oh, you didn't miss anything. Pretty no. Pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was wondering. You know, I was like, man, what a what a great week to take off where there's not anything going on, nothing new, nothing crazy, no, you know, no coaching hires of significance for off- Arkansas's offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, no big wins against a major power basketball team like Duke. You know, none of that just happened over the last week, but it all happened man. in Fayetteville. You were there for it, so <laughs> yeah. you didn't miss anything. Yeah, I was I was there for it, but it was certainly uh, a wild thing just to see the energy and the excitement that so many people had not only for football, for for basketball, but for for everything. I mean, it was really cool to see, and uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back and getting uh, here in the month of December, where we know a lot of things is going to continue to go on, and uh, especially in the sports world, college football, uh, especially. And uh, we'll have some updates for Razorback football, some coaching hires that were made, and some portal news. Because today is transfer portals officially open, and it's been wild already. So we'll give you updates on that as the show goes on and let you know about anybody that's jumped into it or, or anything like that. But, uh, you know, there's last night, we know, college football playoff rankings were officially put out. And we have our final four teams. And to say that it was controversial was... Uh, putting it lightly because everybody has an opinion on this. I think going into it, we all knew that somebody or multiple people were going to be upset, but your college football playoff four, you're going to have Michigan as the one seed, Washington as the two seed, Texas as the three seed, and Alabama as the four seed. 
leaving out the undefeated 13-0 Florida State Seminoles of the college football playoff. And, man, there's been a lot of thoughts on this, a lot of reactions to it. But, Joe, those are the four teams. And I know everyone's been asking if they got it right or if they got it wrong, but I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer into this whole thing right now. Well, they it's happened before where an undefeated team hasn't had a chance to play for a championship. And they realize this is the last year that uh, this will happen, most likely, that a Power 5 team from uh, a, a Power 5 conference, Power 5 team, undefeated, will be left out of the process. They realize that this is the last year that this probably will happen. And so they did what they wanted to do once again. Now, they're going to continue to do what they want to do and put the teams in that they want to, but it'll be a much easier process moving forward because there are a lot more spots available. And then also, with everything that's happened with Michigan this year, they wanted to create as much resistance for Michigan as possible and put as many roadblocks in front of them to keep them from winning a championship. And this is the way to go about it. Put Alabama in front of them, and then if they survive that, now you have Texas or Washington. So there's a lot of resistance for Michigan to win because if, you know, what they would have wanted would have been Michigan to lose and then right away that argument where, you know, Michigan's one of the best teams, but then they reflect on Michigan's schedule. Well, look who they played all season. They didn't really play anyone until the end of the season. So, you know, their argument would have been backed up altogether, and uh, this is their way to go about doing what they want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, I had a feeling going into the playoffs, or at least when they were about to announce it, just like many people did, that I felt like the, what they ended up coming up with was what, what it was going to be. Just knowing how the trends work and knowing how it all works. I, this is the first time, though, that, because we've talked about playoff and expansion and all that, this is the first time where I felt like the only time you'd ever have a Power 5 team go undefeated and left out of the four would be if there were a team from each Power 5 conference going undefeated. And since you have five conferences... One team was going to get left out. To me, that was the only way. And, and if Notre Dame somehow right. would have been undefeated. Right, yeah. Because we've talked about that quite a bit. Yeah, because they would have gotten in if they would have gotten undefeated, let's be honest. So, to see it happen this way, I, I would have never dreamed in a million years that, that this would be the case. And I feel for Florida State fans, man. I, I feel for the Florida State team and the players and all of that because it's like, <laughs> I know, yeah, Jordan, Tra- uh, Jordan Travis got hurt and... He was a pivotal part of their team. He was really good, but my goodness, dude! Like, what what else are you supposed to do? You won every game, and you, and you don't even get a chance to, to to play for a championship. You yet. penalize a team for an injury, yeah. and that should never happen. You let them play it out on the field. That's right. That's the whole point of this. That's what's supposed to be the whole point of it. And you drop them, like you you they were in it, and then you drop them. So what sense does that make? Like, what, what how, how do you? There's no. Uh, well, here's, here's some audio, of course, from uh, Boo Carrington. It's like, there's no plausible, uh, reasonable, logical thing as to why they did it. I know that they can do a bunch of gymnastics to get around to it. But at the end of the day, it's like, I I would be a lot more upset and outraged if it wasn't that there's a solution already in place where next year it's, it's going to be changed. Like, if this was the way it was going forward, yeah, somebody like, okay, you guys got to stop doing this. Like, you got to find a change. But... It's it's just one of those deals where, okay, this is the last year we're going to have to do this. It, you know, People keep bringing up, oh, well, then the 13th and 14th team will be upset. I was like, yeah, but no one's going to care much about that. It's like they'll care, but it'll, it won't be the same type of argument simply because that'll be a two or three lost team. Right. Most likely a three lost team. Right. And so it's like you're not going to have an undefeated team as the 13th team unless you're you know like liberty i think went undefeated this year and they finished at 24th or something like that but well yeah, yeah. power five right but yeah specifically the power five you're never gonna have to worry about this again but uh the the best teams though because that's i feel like what should be always the argument if they got the best teams in did they get the best teams in like are these the four best teams would these te- are these teams better than florida state i know that uh texas and alabama have one loss florida state doesn't but I mean, just using the eye test and how we feel about it, do we feel like Alabama and Texas, though, are better than Florida State? Well, if you want to make that argument, Georgia may be better than True. all the teams that are in there. So <laughs> if, if you're talking about the best teams and you want to throw out, you know, winning the conference championship doesn't mean anything. 
then what are they playing the conference championship for? What right. are they playing these games for? And that was going to be the argument if, if Alabama had gotten in or hadn't gotten in. They would have said, well, Alabama got penalized for playing Texas, and you want to see these type games. Well, Florida State got penalized for winning every game, and, and they beat a couple of SEC teams on their schedule also. And their defense, it, it looks like uh, it, it's one of those defenses that can shut down any of the major offenses that are out there. Now, their offense didn't perform up to par, but they're playing with their third-string quarterback. And we've seen that before when Ohio State got in, yeah. and they won yeah. with a third-string quarterback. And Florida State's quarterback, their backup, was going to be ready to go by the time they play games. So it's not as if that wasn't a precedent. We hadn't seen that before. Yeah, See, and that's what it comes down to is, like, you can't, you can't make an argument for scheduling. Like, is the ACC as good as some of these other conferences? No, but they play two SEC teams and beat them both. In fact, one of them being LSU, I know it was the first game of the year, but they boat raced LSU. Like, they beat them handedly. And so for them to have two SEC teams, they played 10 Power 5 games, and they won them all, plus the conference championship game. Like, again, I just I, I hate it. Like, I hate that they they don't get a chance at it, but I also understand some of the you know, like Alabama being in, they weren't going to leave an SEC champion out. Texas being in, uh, you know, people could say it's about uh, revenue, about, about money, about ratings, which I think that there's a big part of that too. But this is just why, good grief, just, just get us to 12 teams as quickly as possible. I know this is like the first year of this major controversy of it because most of the time I feel like they've gotten it right. But this is just another indication of like, okay, let's stop doing this. Get to 12 teams. That way we don't have to worry about these types of problems and you know, reactions and everything. Get the 12 teams so that way, no matter what, people will feel good about the champion and every team that's in there, no matter what. There have been several people that have said that these are the four teams they wanted to see. Well, is it up to the committee to put the four teams in that everybody wants to see or put the teams in that are that deserve to be there because of what they did on the field all season? Yeah, see, that's and that's what it needs to be is about on the field. I, I want, Like we've talked about, this is still the only sport at any place, any league, any level, anything where a team can go undefeated and have no chance of winning a title. Like that's just that it's not sports. That's not how sports should be. That's not how comp- competition should ever be. If you go undefeated in any sport, you should have a chance to play for a national championship or a title, however you want to put it, because every other sports figure that out. And just a shame that in college football, still trying to figure that out. Even in a playoff system, still can't get it right. Still can't figure that out. If you want to go with the entire conference, which I know they don't necessarily look at that, but if you want to look at ACC versus SEC in some of the games, especially the ones that happened early in the season, the ACC ruled the SEC when it comes to that. So if you're looking at Florida State and some of the teams that they had to beat on their schedule, they beat some SEC teams also. The teams that yeah. Florida State was able to beat. Yeah. Again, it's you could sit here and talk about the scheduling of the ACC or the conference of the ACC, but again, it, I, you know, Florida State doesn't have any control over that. And the fact that they did play two Power Five non-conference games and still win those games against quality opponents, especially LSU being one of them. Again, I just don't understand. Like, what else can you do? What are she supposed to do? And I think that that's what. Kind of Mike Norvell was whole problem. The, the other argument that doesn't hold weight, they talk about what happened in the last couple of weeks. Well, Alabama played a close game in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Had against a, Auburn. Had to have a miracle type of play to beat Auburn. And, yeah, does that not – and Auburn, what, I mean, yes, they're a, a decent team, but, I mean, there's – I don't know – yeah, exactly. I don't know how you could say, like, oh, yeah, they played fine, but if it wasn't for that miracle – uh, this wouldn't even be a conversation right now, but still. we got a lot more coming up here on Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. Get your phone calls and text messages, so stay tuned. Coach Kevin Kelly joins the zone each Wednesday, presented by the Wood Rock Athletic Club. Join the Wood Rock Athletic Club and save 50% off joining fees. LRAC.com. Center. Arkansas football is expected to hire Baylor offensive line coach Eric Mateos to fill the opening after Cody Kennedy left for Mississippi State. Mateos was a graduate assistant in Arkansas under Coach Pittman from 2013 to 2015. Mateos led top offensive line units at BYU in 2019 and 2020. Then he went to Baylor, which had a top offensive line unit in 2021 and 2022 before falling off in 2023. The college football playoff is set. It'll have Michigan taking on Alabama and Washington taking on Texas. Florida State was controversially left out after going undefeated due to the 
their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, being injured. The college football playoff semifinal games will happen on New Year's Day. And Arkansas State is going bowling for the first time since 2019. They'll play in the Camellia Bowl against Northern Illinois on December 23rd. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Quint Sterner joins Justin and Wes in the zone, courtesy of Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Shop Chris Crane Hyundai's selection of new and pre-owned vehicles online at ChrisCraneHyundai.com. It's Quint Sterner in the zone each week, brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Morning Mayhem will be doing some Christmas shopping Wednesday morning at Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Plus, Miss Arkansas Corey Keller stops by for a visit. Finding the perfect piece of jewelry to match the occasion can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be at Jones & Son. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Serious injuries happen every day. If it happens to you, don't wait. Dial 8. Dial 8 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. We can meet you online, at your house, or wherever is easiest for you. Dial 8. 888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Long count by Jefferson. Gives it right side. Green angles right. Got a hole across midfield. A.J. at the 40 down the sidelines at the 30. He's got a chance to go. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas. 55 yards for A.J. Green. They had a chance to trip him upside the 10 or trip him up just inside the 10. They couldn't do it. And Green is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds, folks, and I got a question for all of you. How many guns does a man need? Well, the answer... 
is always just one more gun. And right now, Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart is the place to go for just that one more gun. They're featuring up to $200 off select in-stock Browning shotguns and rifles, as well as a $75 rebate on a Beretta A300 Ultima and $150 in rebates on the Beretta A400. Also, the Weatherby 18i Waterfowl 12-gauge Super Mag 3.5 and Mossy Oak Bottomland is on sale right now at Max Prairie Wings for just $849.99. If you're in the market for a new handgun, Max carries a huge selection of all different calibers, like right now, the Stoger STR9 9mm automatic, just $249 after rebate. So check out their entire gun selection and the huge ammo sale that is going on either at their store there in Stuttgart or online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. Max Prairie Wings, the hunt begins here. It is Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services and a lot of reactions coming flying in about the college football playoff and uh, the four teams that are officially set as it's, once again, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama being the one through four seeds. So you're going to have Michigan face off against Alabama in the first round, Washington facing off against Texas, and I, I mean, I know that people, we've talked about Florida State, and I agree Florida State should have a chance to play for a championship. But I'm excited about these matchups either way because I think there'll be some really good games. I'm hoping because some of these semifinals have been blowout city at times. So hopefully uh, these two games will be able to at least uh, provide some, some fun and some entertainment because I think the matchups should be really interesting overall. They are good matchups. Another deal that came out of this, though, is why isn't Washington number one? With the schedule that they played, the teams that they beat along the way, and we did have some movement, even though, you know, it was Michigan moved from two to one, Washington moved from three to two. But with what Washington did all season, because that was the argument they had against Michigan for a while, and uh, because they had their big game against Ohio State, but what Washington was able to accomplish all season, why isn't Washington number one? That's a good question, because if you look at the quality of wins, too. The Pac-12 was a really good conference this year and had a lot of good teams. And the Big Ten, I'm not saying that they didn't, but uh, if you're just comparing the schedules, it certainly looked like uh, Washington uh, had a lot better matchups and you know won games. I know Michigan beating Ohio State, uh, who's I guess they finished uh, I guess the rankings I think seventh or eighth, but uh, they were just still, on the outside also. I know, with yeah, one loss, one loss. Yeah, imagine that's what's just crazy about Georgia, undefeated all year, number one pretty much all year for the most part. And then uh, one game, I think I forgot who said it last night, but someone said, you know, George just lost the wrong game at the wrong time. It's pretty much what it was. It's like you, you lost your conference championship, even though you were really good and you had some quality wins because you did, you did beat Missouri, you did beat uh, Ole Miss, uh, you did win all the other games that were in your conference too, and so you know they they had some quality wins as well. There, there was somebody that um, they were really. Because they didn't want the SEC to be left out. They didn't want that possibility. They mentioned they wanted Michigan and Florida State to lose to see what would happen. And that would open the door and it would have automatically been Georgia's in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, again, creating so much chaos is what makes it so much fun, so interesting. But uh, there's no doubt that there was going to be people that were upset no matter what the Final Four ended up being. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to be excited about the matchups. Uh, and I think... You know, seeing how, how Michigan and Washington have played, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up being the two teams in, but, I don't know, low-key, I'm kind of hoping for a Texas and Alabama rematch. I think that would be really fun. Just might get that. Yeah, it might happen. It might happen. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, well, Alan was on Maumel, so. Uh, but uh, we do have a lot of people on the Southern Structural Solutions text line uh, chiming in about this. Uh, this comes from uh, the 501 says, on his reaction Monday, it says, uh, John, the undefeated 2004 13-0 Auburn Tigers team called and said they know exactly how Florida State feels and what they're going through. In 2004, OU lobbed, uh, lobbied to play USC in the BCS National Championship game and got torched 55-19 by the Trojans. However, the USC team was caught cheating and vacated the Pac-10 championship and the BCS championship in the Orange Bowl as well. Nice work, BCS committee. Well, also take this into consideration, though. It wasn't like Auburn was undefeated and... Oklahoma or USC had one loss. Like USC and Oklahoma that year were undefeated as well, and it was only two teams. So yeah, did they get screwed out of it? Sure, Auburn fans feel that way, but at least there was a reason behind it because at the time it looked like on paper Oklahoma and USC were the better teams, and so that's why Auburn didn't get that chance. 
But if they had been in the four playoff set up right here and how it is now, Auburn would have been in. Would they? I, I mean, think so. I we, mean, we we don't know with Florida State being left out. It's true. Undefeated. They've set the precedent now where it's even undefeated teams in Power Five uh, can uh, can get left out of the college football playoff. Uh, see, that's that's gear. I just never never dreamed that would happen, but here it is. Uh, Five hundred one also says, "What did y'all think of Michigan's reaction to uh, knowing that they played Bama?" I thought it was pretty funny, but uh, they knew the fix was in. Yeah, I mean. I, did anybody really think they were going to leave out the SEC champion? I mean, come on. Did anybody really think they were yeah, going to leave out? And, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. With oh. Florida State being undefeated, yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I agree they should have been in, but I just knowing how the college football landscape is, they were 100% going to make sure an SEC team got in. Not saying it's right, just saying that it's the way it is. Like, they, they couldn't uh, leave out Bama or Georgia. Are you kidding me? You know, you know how much money's involved in that? Like it's it probably should have happened, but uh, it didn't. But yeah, Michigan's reaction was pretty funny because you know they're they're not going to be scared of anybody. They're going to play anybody. But I'm sure that Michigan, if they had their druthers, would have rather gone up against a Florida State than an Alabama. Personally, uh, but they're going to play the game no matter what, and they're going to you know be ready for it. But I'm actually happy for Michigan because of that Jim Harbaugh stuff that all went down. I'm glad that they're number one. I'm glad they're in, and I hope that they continue to prove people wrong just because of that. But uh, they they got they're gonna have some tough tough matchups and some tough games to go up against, especially with Bama. And I don't care what anybody says. Like Washington, don't sleep on them. You know, they're, they're people who kind of write them off because they're a Pac-12 team. They've had some quality wins and beating Oregon twice. I don't care what anybody says is a tough thing to do. So and, and none of us picked Washington to win that game. Everybody went with Oregon just yeah. because Oregon is the flashy team and. We know they have a lot of speed. They play well on both sides of the ball. And so for Washington to beat them, and especially on a neutral field, they really did make a statement with that win. Because first game, it came down to the end. It was close. They won that at home. And that's why, you know, most people favored Oregon going into this matchup because we've seen Oregon on other fields and uh, the way that they've looked on the road. But Washington did make a statement by winning that game. Well, also, how many times do we see, especially in college football, Team, high quality teams that is how difficult it is to beat that same high quality team twice in one season like that's it's not easy to do uh and you know you mentioned like it being at home then people could have chalked up oh well you know you had the home field advantage blah 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 but it's like no you can't say anything about that now because they beat you and the regular season you get a rematch you face them again and they beat you again like that's that's that shows the type of uh, coaching job that's been done out there but also the high quality team that they are because um, i believe is it in the college football playoff, Washington and Ohio State, I think, are the only teams to be led into the college football playoff by two different coaches. That's impressive. If, if I if I because we know Chris Peterson did uh, early part. I think it was it the first year or the second year. I think it was the first year of the playoff with Washington being a four seed, and then now and then of course Ohio State with Urban Meyer and Ryan Day uh, being there too. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's a that's an impressive thing for them. And uh, yeah, I've I've. Again, I have a lot of respect for uh, the Pac-12. I never thought I'd see the day, but I, I definitely have a lot of respect for them. Let's hear from Danny Cannell on Florida State and uh, what he had to say about Florida State hmm. being left out. It's a dark day in New York City. It's a darker day in college football because what we saw transpire the last 24 hours, really the last week leading into this debate, has been disgusting. It really has, but now the secret's out because I've been trying to tell you for 10 years this playoff is a complete sham. It's not a true playoff. It's an invitational. It's a beauty contest where the participants are determined by the power players in the sport, the conferences with the most power, and the voices with the biggest platforms. It's never been determined on the field, and that's gross. To say I'm devastated, it's an understatement for what happened to Florida State. But I'll be fine. I got a national championship ring. I got to play for one. But for those players who are absolutely gutted right now, who bought into the lie, that if they won every game on their schedule, they would have the opportunity to play for a national championship. I can't imagine what they're going through. And I hope they rally around it. I hope they go and smoke Georgia. But either way, I can't imagine the emotions they're going through because they bought into this lie that every game counts. Who's in? There's a legit debate between who should be the four teams in the playoff. It's not a playoff. It's an invitational, and it's gross. I'd like to think it's going to change with a 12-team, but it's not. 
you're still going to have those powerful conferences and you're still going to have the 12 teams determined by the voices in the TV studios and in the boardrooms rather than on the football field where it should be determined. And that's wrong. And I worry about the fans of our sport who see right through the facade. Please don't go away. Hopefully it gets better before long. But don't lose your passion. I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. I know Florida State fans are going through it right now. But keep rooting for your teams. And one day, we'll be able to get a legit national title. Until then, I don't even know what to tell you. It's depressing. It's disgusting. But, man, remember the players, what they're going through. Keep supporting them, and we'll see what happens. If Florida State does beat Georgia, I wouldn't be surprised if they claim a national championship because they should. Remember, Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. I summed it all up there. Uh, and the thing is, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not. He's not wrong. And uh, I guess that, like, the only thing I would maybe argue is just, yeah, the playoff, we've all won more teams. We've all won to 12 teams. But I feel like this is the first year, though, that it's been truly, like, controversial that it usually works itself out as we always say it's going to work itself out even though we've wanted controversy for years Uh it always worked itself out and never really happened yeah because there was never a time where there were teams that either got left out or or whatever that was like okay this i guess ucf you know they're in that that thing where they claim their championship because they Uh, were undefeated because they were undefeated right and I, again, I, I understand the the frustrations and everything, and what Danny Cannell said is is not wrong. Like I 100% agree. But again, that's why it's like it's going to a 12 team playoff. So, I mean, get outraged right now, but it's gonna it's gonna be fixed next year. Like, and, it and is. This process has never happened before. An undefeated conference champion yeah. has never been left out. Yeah, yeah. Since since they've established the college football playoff. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's that's what is the most travesty thing about this whole deal is that. You're, you went undefeated in a Power 5 conference with beating two Power 5 teams from the SEC in that same journey, and strictly because your starting quarterback got hurt. Even though you still won those games that he was out, because he got hurt, you get punished, and you're left out. It's just wrong. And, and another thing about the game itself, it's like they play the game in weather. So if, if it's – that's something that, of course – you know, you have to play the games how they are, and they're not going to factor that in. But if, you know, if they're looking at the amount of points that Florida State scored or the amount of points that Florida State won by, weather is a factor, in, and that's going to keep points down in certain games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if they're the only team in the Power Five that plays their title game not in a dome, right? So all the other SECs in Georgia Dome, Big 12's in Dallas, Vegas has the Pac-12. Isn't it Indianapolis that yeah, is? Yeah, like Indi- big, yeah Big, Ten. big Ten. So, yeah, they're all in a dome. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's another unfortunate part of it. But, yeah, you're right. Like, all those things factor into it. And uh, even on our uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, there's people that are agreeing or disagreeing and, and everything. But Brian in Hot Springs says, uh, should have had Florida State over Texas. Texas beat Bama, and that was week one. Because I feel like that's a great – that's the whole thing in this is that if Texas and Bama already played and they already had Texas beat Bama – and because of that fact, they couldn't realistically put in Bama and not put in Texas. You exactly. Know? Like, so it was just a bad deal all around, bad combinations all around. So, so, so I'm wondering why he thinks Florida State over Texas then, like specifically. Why, why Florida State over Texas? I guess. Instead uh, of Florida State over Bama. Now he just hates Texas. Because if that's the case, you've got to put Texas in because Texas did beat Bama. And, you know, Alabama – the way they lost that game, I know they went undefeated in the SEC and won the SEC title, but uh, that was a home game. They got beat, beat handedly at home. Yeah, and and trust me, for those of you like it seems like eons ago, but that game was more than ten points. It felt like I, Texas was in control for the majority of that game. So, uh, but yeah, I, you you couldn't realistically put in Bama and not put in Texas at all. You could just could not do that. Uh, also, from the eight seven zero says eight, uh, college football all at the FBS level. Is the only division of NCAA sport where you can win all your games and have possibly not have a chance in national championship. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the whole problem. That is the whole problem. Also, four seven nine says will be hilarious to see the SEC take a path of next year's playoff spots and end up with an all SEC title game. LOL. Expansion just gets more SEC teams in. Doesn't change anything. I actually disagree. I think that college uh, SEC. I still believe overall, generally speaking, is the best conference in college football, but. These are other conferences and other teams that are are stepping up to the plate and 
they're going to start putting together some uh, some really good teams in these conferences and everything. Too. I don't think it's just going to be sheer domination from the SEC and an all-SEC title every single time. No, that has to do with uh, expansion, but there still will be a number of teams, and it, the format that they had mapped out for this year would have had three Big Ten teams and, and, and five SEC teams. Yeah, because that's... I, I was looking at some of the matchups, too, that if they had the 12-team playoff, and some of them were pretty exciting to think about, like uh, seeing like, Oklahoma go up against, uh, I think it was Georgia. Like That would have been pretty interesting to see. Or uh, Ohio State and Oregon going up against each other. That would have been great. Uh, so, yeah, there, there, there could have been some potentially some really good games in there once it gets to 12 teams, but that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, also, from our Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Life and Feedback, uh, Feral Hog says, do you guys remember the TCU versus Georgia game last year? Are we really wanting that again? That championship game proved that it's not the best four teams that get in. It's the four deserving play- teams. Well, maybe not this year as the committee remembers last year's championship game. Just a bunch of crybabies. So, well, I mean, I do remember that game last year. But you can't base your entire decision-making off of what happened in one year like between two teams that are different now, like you just can't do it. It comes down to this: if you go undefeated, getting you have a ch- you should have a chance in getting to the championship and winning a championship. Like plain and simple. Forget injuries. Forget what happened. Forget any of that. If you go undefeated in your sport, you should have a chance at winning a title. That's what matters the most. The difference also was TCU had a loss going into the college football playoff last year. That's right. Did they, was it the... They lost the, the championship big, yeah, game. Yeah, let's say the Big 12 championship game to... Was it Baylor, right? I think? No, Kansas State. Kansas State. That's right. Kansas State. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's another crazy thing Think about last year. TCU got in, didn't win their conference championship game. Uh, now, they did end up taking care of business and beating Michigan, but still, it's like, you know, this year... You got everybody that's in the playoff who won their conference. Uh, so it, it, every year's different is the point. Every year's different. Every team's they change all the time. All of that changes. But again, I'm I'm feeling for Florida State fans. I really am. I'm not I'm kind of weird to even say that, but I just could imagine. I just imagine if that was Arkansas, how irate people would be right now. <laughs> like, I mean, they'd be, they'd be burning down places right now if it was Razorback fans. Uh, so I I would be the same way if I was a Florida State fan. I would be livid and uh, frustrated by that. It's like, what else can we do? What else can we do but win every game? Uh, let's go to J.K. in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys. Could you discuss what the SEC is going to look like next year with all these changes as far as Arkansas and who they're going to play. Or does that even come out yet? And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Appreciate it, J.K. Uh, yeah, next year for football, Arkansas' schedule has come out. Don't know when the games are going to be, but they are in the SEC playing Texas, Tennessee, LSU, and Ole Miss at home. And they have Auburn, Mississippi State, and Missouri on the road. And then A&M, once again, in Arlington for the final time. So beyond that, though, we don't know. Supposedly, it's supposed to come out in the middle of December, like as far as the regular scheduling, however it's supposed to be. Yeah, there was something stated where the SEC was a little irritated also because some of the leaks came out as far as Mm -hmm. when those games would be played. Now, not the entire schedule, but some of the the key games were leaked as far as like Arkansas, Texas. Yeah, because that was was one of them. Was it like third to last Saturday, I think, of the football season is when that one is. So... No, folks, you're not getting them the after th- day after Thanksgiving. You're not getting LSU back after Thanksgiving. You're still getting Missouri. So that's another one that I can worry go ahead and guarantee. Worry about beating Missouri, yeah. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the schedule of it. Worry about beating them first. But uh, we got what's trending in the world of sports coming up. Uh, we'll get some of the headlines and storylines besides college football, so some Razorback news and some stuff in the NFL, too. Wild NFL day yesterday, which I know we'll talk about that uh, with Chris Gordy as well in the uh, 2 o'clock hour. But stay with us. So we got more Out of Bounds on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services, next. The season of giving is here. Luckily, Santa has a new tool this year. From John Deere Apparel toys, tools, and more. GoGreenway.com has something green for everyone under the tree. No sled needed. Our elves will ship these gifts directly to your door. Cross off your Christmas list today at GoGreenway.com. Greenway Equipment wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
Hey guys, it's Dee Dee with Ava Bella Day Spa. It's Christmas time again. We have our Jingle Bell special, which is $100, and that's an entire facial treatment. We also have our wonderful Christmas time special. You get a stress reliever massage, a peppermint scalp massage, and a foot scrub, all for $125. Just go to AvaBellaDaySpa.com, click on Instant Gift Certificates, and you can purchase it right there. Send it to your recipient or print it out. Happy Holidays! Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with Syntec Full Synthetic High Mileage Motor Oil exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec High Mileage and a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. Ask for Syntec High Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This time of year, big box tool stores start to sell a whole bunch of not tools. From dancing Santas to plastic trees. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we'd rather sell you four horsepower chainsaw fitted with a full chisel chain to cut down your own tree. And we have wood chippers come January. Because you know, mulch. We're cutting prices on power tools, automotive Jackson stands, and portable inverter generators this holiday season. Save in store or at northerntool.com. Hey, it's Amanda, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always the crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. Hey, this is Brian, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Cater the holidays with Chick-fil-A today. Available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. Rock Resurrection Tour, starring Skillet and Theory of a Dead Man. Friday, December 8th, Simmons Bank Arena. Same night, same stage. With special guest, St. Sonia. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Skillet, Theory of a Dead Man. Together live. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. This is bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Well, burn the hell! Yeah, they're down! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank be you, wild, be baby. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to GuadneyChevrolet.com. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make the trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle, see just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. If you scroll to the bottom of the page on GuadneyChevrolet.com, you can see it broken down in the category. So depending on what you want, you can look at the entire inventory of pre-owns. You can look at Chevy cars, Chevy trucks. 
Chevy SUVs, whatever you're in the market for, they have it on GuadneyChevrolet.com. If you need a service, get it scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. We'll have uh, what's training the world of sports, because there's a lot of uh, other things going on uh, in, in the sports world, especially on the football side of things, too. And uh, we're going to have Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked on SEC podcast joining us on the other side of the break to talk a lot about it. But let's go ahead and talk about what all is trending in the world of sports. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, so what's trending in the world of sports? We know that uh, the college football playoff was officially released, but also in some other college football news for the Razorbacks. Uh, Cody Kennedy was no longer the offensive line coach as he's taking the role over at Mississippi State. And it looks as if Arkansas will be hiring Eric Mateos as their new offensive line coach. He was a guy that was a graduate assistant at the Razorbacks from 2013 to 2015 under Sam Pittman. And he has been at Baylor as the offensive line coach over the past two seasons, or three seasons. And he's also coaching the offensive lines at Texas State and BYU. A lot of people have their own opinions on this, but uh, one thing that Mateos has done a really good job at everywhere he's been is recruiting. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But Mateos coming back to Arkansas once again under Sam Pittman. But in some other news, too, when it comes to uh, college football, how about this? So we mentioned Dylan Gabriel over at Oklahoma. He's officially entered into the transfer portal. You know, a guy that had such a great season, starting quarterback, he has one year of eligibility remaining. He transferred there from UCF, had 3,653 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and now he's going to be in the portal moving on somewhere else. So it's just a wild time in college football because not only is he in the portal, but also starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Kyle McCord has entered into the transfer portal. Some, a lot of big names, but those two guys at major schools having great seasons, statistically entering into the portal, just shows you how wild portal season truly is. There are a lot of starting quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal. So it's not just about playing time. It's about these guys trying to get a fit somewhere else. Maybe the money is better somewhere else, but... They're wanting to move on for one reason or another. Yeah, and uh, whoever is going to get them, I mean, they're going to be hot commodities out of that portal and people are going to be trying to recruit them. But uh, in some other news, when it comes to uh, the NFL having to deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers, saw that Kenny Pickett is reportedly having surgery for his high ankle sprain, and uh, they're trying to accelerate the healing process. And it looks like now he's going to be out for the Thursday game, but could be out for a few weeks. It's not season-ending, but, sti- but still having surgery nonetheless and Mitch Trubisky will be the guy that steps into his and They role. don't want to put him on IR because if he goes on IR then that means it would be mandatory he would miss the next four games so they're hoping to get him back sooner and there are five games left in the season so that means if he went on IR he would only be eligible for that final game of the season. This is th- something that's starting to become a problem with him leaving games. Now he's left games in the past and it looked like he may not play the following game but he's played the following game, which shows a toughness, which he's gotten back on the field. But whenever he leaves games, it's a problem because their chances of winning go down quite a bit. And um, it, it's, you know, it happened again yesterday mm-hmm. where the, he left the game. And uh, once he left the game, and, and there was weather involved in that game, and that's a, a whole other story where if you have a, an offense that's not really playing up to par and they're struggling, when, you, when weather is involved, it's going to get that much worse. Mm, yeah, and I, I really like Kenny Pickett. Like, he does have a toughness to him, and uh, I know that uh, Pittsburgh really likes him too. And Yeah, but I, I, I'm wondering how – is it going to be two weeks, you know, three weeks? Uh, you know, I don't know how long it will be. But Their next yeah. three games, so they play Thursday, but their next three games they play Thursday, Saturday, Saturday. Oh, jeez. Well, that's interesting. I forgot that they – I keep forgetting that the NFL does that. Once college football is kind of over, they start uh, playing some games there on Saturday too. So, huh. Well, 
either way, they're going to try to get him back as quickly as possible. But uh, it's good that it wasn't season-ending for them. But another injury of note uh, when it comes to the NFL is that uh, the Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry, he's not in the concussion protocol at this time. They checked on him last night. They checked on him this morning. And they have, he says they have zero symptoms after taking the symptom score test. And it worked out also on Monday morning. Uh, so they were worried that they were going to be uh, missing out on him because a source told Adam Schefter that Henry was in the protocol for concussions, uh, leaving his status for next Monday's game in question against Dolphins. So Something similar happened with Jalen Hurts in that game against the 49ers. He left the game, went to take all the tests, and then it was said that you know they thought he was going to be out, but he gets back in the game. Now, of course... That game was a blowout, so later in the game he did actually leave, but it wasn't because of concussion symptoms. Well, and then so speaking of uh, some news of like not merely an injury, but still one of note, uh, Shaquille Leonard, who we know is a, a linebacker that uh, ended up uh, leaving the Colts, he's officially decided that he's going to be signing a one-year contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he had chose the Eagles over the Dallas Cowboys because he came to make visits. It sounds like a college thing, like recruiting. It's like, oh, who did he commit to? Essentially, that's what it was, but has officially decided to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, whose next game happens to be the Dallas Cowboys. So It's about to get interesting in these last five weeks of the season. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to see how it all plays out because uh, it's been very entertaining, a lot of up-and-down games, but one thing that you won't have to worry about, of course, is uh, with the New York Jets. And we're having another uh, tough uh, showing. Uh, they're mulling, according to reports, uh, that they will be possibly going with a fourth different starting quarterback to try to heal some of the offensive wounds as Tim Boyle was not the guy that they had or was hoping he would be yesterday. So and Aaron Rodgers still hanging out there coming back, so we'll so, see if that happens. I'm still like, I don't know what to think about that. I don't know what to believe in that, but... Uh, why he comes why back, would he at this point? Though? I know, that's what I'm saying. Like Two weeks away uh, from the possible return because they did open the window where he's actually practicing and everything. They have to make a decision within the next couple of weeks. And uh, at that point, you know, who knows what their record will be, but they're not coming out of the hole that they're in right now. No, and I don't want to say, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if he would risk it by coming back too early. I would think he would, but I don't know. But yeah, it's like, dude, just heal up. You'll be, you'll be back next year. Just heal up. Take some time. Make sure you're right. And then come back stronger than ever next season. Just do that. I'm fine with that. I'm accepting of it. If they won the next two games, then he would come back. Yeah. Well, no. But that's an if. That's a yeah, a big if. They can't score right now. And who knows who the fourth starting quarterback they'll go with. But either way. Uh, that's what's trending in the world of sports. We're going to take a top of the hour update. When we come back, we're going to have Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 joining us. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold, 